Have you ever been in a meeting or maybe up on stage and you feel like the weight of the room is on your shoulders, you're you're seeing everybody's glare on you and you're hoping that you say the right thing in the moment. Now, a lot of times we think of that as a form of stage fright. But what I want to look at it as is stage freight. See, freight is this baggage that we carry around with us and it's heavy and it slows us down and it prevents us from getting to the places we want to get to. And today we're going to talk about the freight that we carry and what we can do about it so that we can have greater impact, whether we're on the stage or on the Zoom call. Hi, I'm Dean Hefta. I'm your host of Communication on Point podcast. And today we're talking about that baggage we carry and what we can do to increase our impact when we're speaking. Let's get started. So stage freight. A lot of us think in terms of stage fright. Uh, There's studies out there that say that speaking in front of large groups is one of the number one fears that people have. In fact, the joke goes, people are so afraid of speaking in front of groups. They're more afraid of speaking in front of groups than they are of dying, which means they'd rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. Now, what this means for different people can vary from I'm never going to speak in front of a large group at all to I'm happy to be up in front and I'd love sharing my perspective on things with other people. It's a whole range and sometimes we can think that well they're born with that gift that ability to be in front of groups and captivate people. Now some people have a predisposition they have gifts that they're able to use that they've been given. But I would say that for most people that I know, and I'm a member of the National Speakers Association, and you know I spend lots of time with professional speakers, that many of them would say this was not a natural thing. It's not something that they may have even envisioned themselves doing, that they have this anxiety, that they deal with these things. And what they've overcome is this insecurity, you could say, or this self-consciousness that's prevented them from doing what they want to do. And they've said, I've got a message that's bigger than that, something that others need to hear, something that's going to make a difference for others. And they've worked on their comfort on the stage. They've worked on their craft. They've looked at it as the profession of speaking. And we can take lessons from that regardless if we want to be a professional speaker or not. We're going to find ourselves in front of other people. And So today, what I want to talk about is what are some of the tools that we can put to work right away that can help us, whether it's a Zoom call with five people or an auditorium that has 500 people, things that can shift our mindset and increase the impact that we have in that moment. Now, one of the number one things that can help us to let go of some of that freight that we carry around with us, if we want to increase the ability to really have a memorable message, I believe, is clarifying our aim. It could be we're on a conference call and people are asking for insights and we're having discussion and debate. Getting really clear in my own head first is, you know, what is the purpose of this call? What are we really working to achieve? And when I have that target, when I know what success looks like, that can begin orienting my mind of what are the words, what's the message, what's the insight that I can share, the question that I can ask that's going to make a difference. 
And that only happens when I have clarity of my aim, what success in this moment looks like. So when I have a client that is wanting me to speak or talk to a group of theirs, uh, one of the most important things that I do is the conversation ahead of the session where I'm talking to the organizer to really understand what are the challenges, what are the desires in this group, what are the what does success look like for our time together? So I begin uncovering the needs and the objectives that people have in that group so that I can I can train the aim that I have of the message so that it lands. That way at the end when people say, wow, it's like you've been a part of our group, it's like you've been listening in, that's because I was listening to what they were saying and I made sure that my message aligned with the aim. So think of taking that moment to really orient yourself of what's the aim that we have of this time together so that my message can fit into that. Okay, second one. Number two here is what I call speak to one. When we get in front of the stage and we look out and there's 20 people looking at us, there's 40 eyeballs looking at us, and immediately our our natural instinct is um, to freeze up. Like that's not a normal situation we find ourselves in. And one of the things we can do when we find that situation, if we're not used to it, and the first thing we can do is get more used to it, and that is by practicing, by being in front of more people with situations like uh, Toastmasters or Rotary or places where you can go and, and practice being in front of groups. But when you are in front of the group, even if there's 20 people out there, speak to one person at a time. It's really impossible for us to speak to a group and have it land. We need to identify people that we can speak to. If we are uh, speaking um, into a microphone, recording something, think of a person you want to speak to. I'm thinking of somebody right now, so it makes it easier for me to share this message with a person. And you can adjust your your gaze, the people that you're looking at. As you adjust your gaze, think in terms of speaking to that person you are looking at. That'll help to calm your mind, dial in your focus, and help the message to be more meaningful because the other people are going to hear it as if it's being spoken to them. So speak to one person at a time. The third one is uh, thinking in terms of, you could call it a service mindset or I call it serve the moment. And right now in this moment, you can think, what can be most helpful? Can I be most helpful in adding clarity of what I'm seeing to add conviction and propel the conversation forward? Maybe to stop the, the momentum of the conversation and help people to rethink or maybe pull other people in to engage more of the people in the room. There's a hundred ways that I can serve this moment. And when I have the service mindset, it begins to help me reduce the anxiety of me saying the right thing, saying that perfect thing, and thinking in terms of serving others. Because suddenly, as our message becomes more important, it reduces our need to do things or say things perfectly. Suddenly, the message becomes greater than our own comfort in this moment. So think in terms of how can I serve the other people in this moment? Okay, fourth one, and this is the last one that I want to talk about today, and I call it make space. This one is, is a little bit different because I hear people say things to me like, well, I'm in this group, you know, we're having this conversation, I'm never quite sure 
how to jump in or when to jump in. I have these thoughts, but I don't sound like, I don't want to sound like I'm just barging in and sharing my opinion on things. And so I end up holding back and then people comment like, boy, you're really quiet. I haven't heard much from you. And so here's a couple of tools in how to to make space either to engage the group or to just change how everybody's thinking about things. And this is an alternative to forcing your opinion or, or sharing your thoughts on something. We can move into more of a facilitated mode of pulling people in and at that same time by asking a good question or having the right timing to pull people in and making space for them, it pulls us into the conversation, elevates our presence, and helps serve the conversation. Here's a couple of examples that you can use. One is using a phrase like, this might be crazy. So maybe you do have an idea that you want to share with the group, but you're concerned that maybe you don't have enough context or enough experience with the people around, and you want to be able to make some space for them to be able to say, um, maybe this isn't going to work. So the starter phrase is, this might be crazy, or this might not work, but, okay, so those starter phrases is a way of already saying no to your idea so that the people listening to it don't feel compelled to have to say no. It's really a a bit of reverse psychology. When we say something like, this might be crazy, but, you know, I've seen this work other places, or the next piece of this either can be used with this might be crazy, or we can just ask it as a question. And that is, what would happen if... So when I ask a question like, what would happen if, and then I share my idea, I'm immediately engaging the rest of the group. I'm I'm engaging the room. Now, this is more so in a roundtable or in a group discussion rather than a presentation, but I think this is where we find ourselves most often. And so using phrases like, what would happen if, begins immediately engaging people in thinking about possibilities. See, now when we ask questions like this, they they see us as somebody that's introducing possibility. So that's a good thing when we want to, you know, position ourselves with a leader's mind, a leadership mindset, and then drawing them in. So it isn't me just pontificating about what I think we should be doing and everybody's just, you know, kind of bobbling their heads. When I say what would happen if, or other versions like, what would the, be the impact if we were to See, there's many ways you can make this your own, but phrases like this that can draw people in and at the same time weave in my perspective or my idea into the group. So there's a few ideas to help you to lighten some of that freight, reduce some of the stage freight that you might have. Get clear on the aim of this moment as a group, as a team, as a uh, as a conference, you know, What is that target that I can shoot for and align my mind with? Speak to one person at a time. Even if there's 100 people there, pick out one person to speak to and make the message dialed into them and that will make it more impactful to the other people listening. Third, serve the moment. Have that service mindset. How can I serve this group, this moment at the highest and best level? Can I help clarify? Can I bring a new idea? Can I encourage people? What can I do in this moment? And as I increase my desire to serve, I reduce my resistance 
of my own discomfort. And finally, engage people by making space. Phrases like, this might be crazy, or what would happen if we... Those are some of the tools that you can use. Uh, The next time that you have an opportunity with others to engage and bring your ideas and increase the leadership impact that you have in your communication. Thanks for joining me today. And as always, be sure to share ideas or comments with me. My email is dean at clarisresults.com, C-L-A-R-U-S results.com. And I hope you have a great week. Take care.